0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45
1: up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Both William and I were really conscious that, you know, this was sort of something that everyone was excited about. And, you know, we're hugely grateful for the support that the public has shown us and actually for us to... Be able to share that joy and appreciation with the public i felt was really important but equally it was coupled with a newborn baby and sort of inexperienced parents and the uncertainty about what that held so there was all sorts of sort of mixed emotions
0: hi there you're listening to royals the only podcast that goes behind the walls of buckingham palace My name's Zoe Burrell and I'm your host for today and a writer about all things Royal at New Idea Magazine.
2: And I'm Angela I'm journalist, author and Royal expert.
0: And on
1: today's show, we're going to be chatting all about Kate's baby terror. For me, being in hospital... I had all the memories of being in hospital because of being sick. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't sort of the place I wanted to hang out, hang around. And so I was really desperate to get home and get back to normality.
2: We'll also be discussing Prince Andrew groping claims.
1: And the deep concerns
2: for Prince Harry. Mm, See, we're covering off a lot of them today. (laughs) It all sounds a bit sad, doesn't it? I know. Don't worry. We'll finish with something fun. I promise.
0: Good. Well, I mean, of course, we have to talk about Kate's parenting podcast that she took part in. And she actually talked about one terrifying aspect of having a baby didn't she
2: yes and this was the area that none of us can relate to she talked about lots of things that we can relate to but <laughs> this particular one she couldn't and i thought this was actually one of the most illuminating elements of this podcast that she did in the uk half an hour she talked about how terrifying it was having just given birth and having to know that she needed to go out on the steps of the lindo wing and present her baby to the world that she's this new mum she was terrified about you know what might happen how she was nervous and that Practice with the car seat with a baby doll. So they used a doll to wrap the... To, to put the baby in the car seat, but they hadn't figured on the baby being wrapped. So then it was a bit of a struggle on the day. What was... Also, the Duke, when he put Prince George
1: in the car, that was seamless. But um, he probably didn't think so at the time. are like, what do we do? He's in a swaddle. How's this supposed to work? We'd even try to practice with a little baby, like a little um, doll at home, time. But, you know... It just never works out the way you've it. So it was quite hard to do that, I think, on the world's uh, stage. But, but no, he was did a very breath- good job.
2: I really liked that she said that, but she also went on to say that she felt um, she wanted to share that happy news with the public because so many people were invested in their story. They'd been so supportive of them. She'd gone through that horrible morning sickness and, of course, had had to announce really early in the pregnancy that she was. We're talking about George's pregnancy, obviously. Uh, Yes, the pregnancy with George. I love the insight that that gave us. As journalists, as the world, we stand on the other side looking in. Very rarely do we get the story of the in looking out and that's her and William standing on those steps with this newborn baby All the terror that goes with a newborn baby. It Barry. would be absolutely
0: terrifying I think. Well, I, I mean, don't know if I could ever do it. I mean
2: you can barely wash your own hair in those first few weeks of, of, of having a baby. It's an incredibly physical process. You then have this baby that You've had no idea of what to do with it. And then you have to stand on the steps of a hospital for the world to have a look at you. And I I liked the fact she talked about it. If she just said, oh, yeah, we, you know, no, it's no problem. I like the fact she gave the depth and the understanding around that. And it shows, it's interesting. I thought that her statement about feeling it was something she wanted to give to the public was In direct contrast to Harry and Meghan, who, of course, there was all the shenanigans around them and their baby and where it was going to be born and how it was going to be announced and whether or not they would show the baby. And I loved the real clarity of of William and Kate. Yes, we're having a baby. Yes, I'm pregnant. Yes, I'm sick. Yes, I've had it. Here I am a few hours later with the baby. And a lot of commentary has been about the fact that this is an unreal expectation for women to have to stand up there in your your clothes and looking immaculate hours after having a baby. And I totally get that. But this is part of being royal and this is the investment in uh, royalty. Lovely to know that that's how she felt.
0: Yeah, I think so too. It sort of makes her so real as well, showing that she was nervous and scared about doing
2: it. Yeah. And look, I thought that generally the podcast, there was some commentary in the UK where they said, oh, you tell us something we don't know, Kate, about parenting. But I actually, some of the more waspish commentators – I listened to most of it and I just, I actually thought she covered so many topics that were really interesting. She talked about hypnotherapy and how she had. I found that that fascinating. That was fascinating because we'd all, there'd been a lot of rumors about whether she'd done it. Um, And I love the way she said, I didn't really even discuss it with William and he wasn't sort of standing there whispering sweet nothings. He was, she was just breathing and doing that sort of elemental, almost uh, primal way that, you know, women. Are in labour and and how much it helped her. And I love the fact she talked about that. You know, I also like that she talked about mother guilt and she said anyone who doesn't suffer mother guilt is actually lying. And I (laughs) thought that was fabulous because we all look at someone like the Duchess of Cambridge and think tons of staff, you know, never has to put a dish in the dishwasher, doesn't have to peg up those school socks on the line and she's got people to do it for her. But she mentioned that that morning, as she'd gone off to do the podcast, that Charlotte had said to her, Mummy, how could you possibly not be dropping us off at school this morning? (laughs) Which is exactly what. Yeah, I know, probably said it in a better English accent (laughs) than I did. But um, she, I, I love the way that it's exactly how every other parent has to deal with that balance between work and home. And Kate is clearly increasing her work, particularly in the early childhood sphere. And this was what this podcast was for. It was in uh, conjunction with a five big questions project that she's asking of the public in terms of raising children. In fact, I did the quiz, the five big questions yesterday, and they were superb questions. There were things along the lines of, um, do you think your child should be Brought up primarily by you or with the help of carers? How much do you think mental and physical health matters? It's actually in those five questions that it captures a lot of information. And I think she's at the forefront of this and, and, and doing it wonderfully. Some of the other highlights from the interview, I loved how she said which when she and William took uh, George home, they hadn't reckoned on it being so noisy. They just you know <laughs> thought that you'd take a baby home and it would be super quiet. And it was like, obviously crying and, and, and screaming. I love the piece of wisdom that she was given, which was, uh, she said, a wise old man had said to her, It doesn't matter if there's more people sharing in the bringing up of... I'm paraphrasing here. It doesn't matter if there's more people sharing in the bringing up of your children as long as they feel safe, loved and cared for. And I thought that was really encouraging, not just... For her, particularly if if she and William uh, come to Australia without their children, for that tour, that's a long way to go. That will be the furthest she's been away from her children. But for other parents who have to work and have to travel, well,
0: I mean, I think it really is a village. It takes a village to mm. raise a child. It's so true because I grew up with a single mum. Yeah, you know, we had lots of. I went to friends', friends houses, yes. family. It makes you confident, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah,
2: you get used so to it different. Does,
0: yeah, I really
2: agree with that. Statement. Yeah, she did. She did. She was. I think she's. It was very attuned, I think, lots of the things she said. In this. It, it, and I love the way she even made up a word, decompartmentalise, which, and then she corrected herself and said compartmentalise. I love the way that it wasn't too scripted. Clearly she'd practised it. And I loved she shared a picture of Charlotte sniffing the bluebells. Oh, isn't that isn't the that most gorgeous? adorable photo? And you just think, what I think is really encouraging about Kate is as she gets to the end of her 30s, she's growing in confidence. She has parenting. She has her work. She also has these hobbies. She loves nature. She loves gardening. She loves photography. And we're seeing those come together. And I think those sorts of things, you know, you can't just have work and your children. You have to have things that sustain you as well. And it's heartening to see that she really enjoys those sorts of things and those photos of her kids. I mean, she's just a. Adoring mother, isn't she? I know, and because I love, she takes them all herself mostly. Yeah, so. I know, probably. Yeah, I know. It's just it's sweet, and, and she has a proper <laughs> camera too. Like, not just a, She's not just snapping away on the iPhone like the rest of us. Oh yes. A, it's a <laughs> anyway, it's fun. I, I I loved the interview, and I thought it. I mean, it was obviously the furthest that she'd ever gone in discussing her family and her children. And you know, at half an hour it was it was great. We've also had some
0: claims come out against Prince Andrew.
2: Yeah, I know. So this story's not going away at all, is it? And I think, mm. I think I'm think i saying every week this story's not <laughs> going away. So what's happened is uh, the Attorney General in the US Virgin Islands has come out and said that uh, she has witnesses who have come forward and said that they were there on the balcony at Jeffrey Epstein's uh, house. Uh, this is staff to Epstein uh, who saw Andrew groping young women on a balcony. Uh, they, I mean, the, just the allegations against Prince Andrew seem to, to grow and grow. But to, to, we don't seem to have any progression in terms of prosecutors in the US uh, advancing um, in terms of speaking to Prince Andrew. They've said that they've tried to. He's said there haven't been uh, there hasn't been a call for him to speak yet, and that he would cooperate. Uh, I think the timing is terrible. He, of course, turns 60 this week. It's his 60th yes. birthday. Um, we've heard nothing about it apart from the fact it will be very quiet. Of course, Prince Anne also turns uh, has a major birthday this year. She's 70 in August. So I think we're going to hear virtually nothing about Prince Andrew's birthday and that Anne will have a big party. But, I mean, it's... It's a sad thing, isn't it, to get to a milestone birthday like 60 and to, and to basically be shuffling around in the background and trying not to bring any attention to yourself. And I f- really feel for Princess Beatrice because this... I know. Yeah. And
0: she's just had to announce her wedding date too, hasn't
2: she? She announced it for May 29 this amidst, amidst this. She can't know that come May 23, 24, that US prosecutors don't slam something else or subpoena Prince Andrew or who knows what's going to happen. So I think, you know, it'd be a very, the York family will be very nervous. This thing does need to play out. It does need to um, be addressed. I mean, these allegations against Andrew are obviously very serious and they've been rumbling now for months and months. And yeah, just interesting to see what will happen ultimately. Also very stressful for the Queen. I mean, she's, you know, approaching 94 this year. This is a very, very serious allegations. And it's not like she's got not got other things to deal with this year as well. What with Megsa and divorces and various other going ons, including an ailing and elderly husband. Mm. Well, hopefully Beatrice's wedding can maybe be Something fun and happy Joyful. I yeah. Don't, yeah, I don't know how what we're going to get in terms of pictures, though, Zoe. Obviously, it's ha- uh, being held at St. James's Palace. It's a very small venue, only takes 150 compared with the 800 that Windsor Castle's Chapel seated for Eugenie's wedding and obviously for Meghan and Harry's wedding. And then the reception, obviously, as we know, is going to be at Buckingham Palace, but not actually in the palace. In a, I did hear about yeah. this. So it's a posh <laughs> tent. So I was thinking about the toilet situation. So it's oh. May, okay. So Britain <laughs> rains like uh, all the time. May is fairly likely it will rain, although it is spring. Um, so I'm just thinking, do you have a portaloo when you when you when you have a royal wedding? It seems a bit crass, doesn't mm, it? I can't imagine a royal wedding having a portaloo. Well but... not when you've got seven hundred and seventy five <laughs> rooms behind you in Buckingham Palace and you can't go and have a pee in those bathrooms. I mean everyone but the whole point of going to Buckingham Palace is to have a little squiz and isn't it in the downstairs <laughs> toilet or so I find this Interesting, but I can imagine that they don't want people, you know, floating around the palace. It apparently will have a bearing on the photographs because the Queen won't allow photographs of the two, the couple in Buckingham Palace. So it will be interesting to see where they're photographed, what they actually release. There's no discussion about this being a televised wedding. We'll see them obviously going from the chapel to Buckingham Palace in the car, but and we'll see her arriving at the church, presumably, unless she's um staying at St. James's Palace. But uh, I think we're going to be limited on in on the pictures that we see, but this is very much the sort of wedding she wants. She wants it small, uh, contained family, not you know a whole raft of celebrities, and who can blame her at the moment when her dad's in the spotlight? We have been told though, her dad will be walking her down the aisle. Yes, I know. I have read that. And I mean, I'm sure she would love that, despite what's going on. You can't just, yeah, I mean, what are you supposed to do? Because there's allegations against him. It's, It's absolutely the right thing to do.
0: And of course, I know we've been talking about Prince Andrew sort of dominating headlines. But Prince Harry has been rocked by recent headlines as well. What can you tell us?
2: Well, Prince Harry had uh, reportedly a relationship with Caroline Flack, the British television pre- presenter who took her own life recently. Look, There's a lot of uh, growing commentary around the fact that Prince Harry is pretty isolated. Uh, he's with Meghan, obviously, in Canada. We saw those photos last week of, of William and his father at an event. William was in the wheelchair shooting basketball hoops. Prince Charles came in behind to cheer him on and then gave him a sort of massage on the shoulders, that kind of Closeness between them and the friendliness and the the sort of clubbableness of these two heirs to the throne will not have gone unnoticed by Harry. And there's some concern that yes, they've moved away. Megan seeking job offers and opportunities, and of course Harry's getting plenty of well as well. I mean, it's you know I, I think that it's kind of up to about. $20,000 per handshake at the moment. I'm, oh. I'm, je- I'm jesting, <laughs> I'm know, that. I know. <laughs> I mean, there's tremendous commercial opportunities for them. They were offered uh, to present an award at the Oscars and declined but said they were flattered. Um, but, yes, the Caroline Flack story is incredibly um, sad. Uh, you know, that connection with the Prince... Uh, and that distance from from the UK that he he has now, these stories do make you worry for someone like Harry who who has talked most recently about being in therapy for many years, about the pressures that he's felt since you know his mother died, and I I, I can't help seeing him as an increasingly vulnerable person. Now I know he's incredibly strong. He set up the Invictus Games. He's got a lot of purpose in his life, and and clearly through that therapy he he developed that purpose. You just have to wonder when things go wrong, as they inevitably do, always do, that he's not feeling isolated. I know that the royal family operate in the most peculiar fashion where they actually talk through their courtiers rather than to each other. But there is, there was that closeness with William and without that, I think that's really sad. I was also thinking recently also about the royal cousins and how Archie's totally separate from that now. And and what connection will he have with it? Will he have brothers and sisters? You know, Meghan doesn't have cousins or extended family that he can have a connection with. So I'm wondering whether in trying to protect his family, in some respects, Harry's actually isolating his son.
0: Yeah. And I know there have been some reports of the Queen wanting them to come back for Commonwealth Day. Mm. And obviously we've got Beatrice's wedding coming up. Do you think they'll come back?
2: To I England think,
0: for all those family events. Well the
2: Commonwealth uh the Commonwealth meeting is very important, obviously, because that's uh you know, that's the role the Queen gave them uh roles as Commonwealth youth ambassadors. It will be interesting to see whether they come back from that. If they don't come back for Beatrice's wedding, I think there would be the most tremendous stink. It would just be seen as an absolutely um Massive snub to the royal family, and would suggest that they put, you know, absolutely putting their own needs ahead of of the royalty. I mean, Beatrice went to their wedding. The first cousins, Beatrice and Harry, you you have to imagine that they would come. Uh, I wouldn't, wouldn't want to miss out on it. <laughs> <way of them. laughs> oh, yeah, but they do want to miss out. That's the mm. thing, isn't it? They don't want to be part of that um, part of that uh, life.
0: And finally, just sort of on a fun note, oh,
1: let's know. talk about something I fun. Know.
0: So. A celebrity has invited Meghan and Harry over for dinner. Yeah, I love
2: this story. <laughs> so do you know who it is? Margot Robbie. Yeah, <laughs> it is, it is. I love this. She came out and said, I completely understand why they're doing this. You know, she left London. You, you need to do what's right for you, build a new life. And then she said that, um, you know, she's, she's met him over the years and she said, oh, her and her husband would love to have them around for dinner. You can imagine, can't you? I, if I was Meghan, I'd go, yeah, I'd, I mean... Definitely. Margot Robbie's like the fifth or sixth highest paid actress in Hollywood at the moment. Plus she has a production company and she's producing and directing. So basically she could employ her, couldn't she? They could actually have it as a tax deductible work dinner. They could fly <laughs> down from Canada, not on a private jet, obviously, but they could fly down on, you know, Air Canada or whatever they choose. Stay up for the night with with um, Margot and her hubby. Sign a contract and put it all through on their tax. I think it's <laughs> incredibly good. Depending on where they're now paying tax, because I'm not sure if they'll be paying tax in Canada or the UK. Oh, I mean, there's yes, all I these problems. Yes, that. I know. See, these are proper earnings now. Anyway, how lovely of her to reach out to them. I, it was a really was a really sweet interview. It was part of a wider interview, but she she did sort of talk on and on about how she would love them to come for dinner. I wouldn't be surprised if they took her up on it. Anyway, look, nice to end on a happy note, don't you think? Exactly. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks. There's a misery, Royals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and thank you to everyone for listening. For more on the Royals, please go to newidea.com.au or our Facebook page, New Idea Royals. And of course, don't forget to pick up the latest copy of New Idea Royals Monthly on sale now.